This is first one is called Words of One Song to Tune of Another. Mm-hmm. I want each of you to sing the words of one song to the tune of another, as the Italian Price provided the tune provided that is by Dave Lee at the piano. Graham and Barry, first of all, will you sing the words of on Ilkimore Barfat, which I've lost, that I have here for you? To the Mine. tune of the anniversary waltz. <laughs> the words of Oh, go ahead then. Hang on. Bill and Tim, your song, uh, the words are three blind mice. <laughs> You've got the words there, have you? You always get childish ones to do that. You always get the nice ones. Didn't stop you asking for the words. Anyway, the words are three blind mice to the tune of Tweedly Dee. Good impersonation. Quite, yeah. David Cassidy, you recognise yeah. that? It says on my card here that the, that the teams get marks according to audience reaction. <laughs> so that's no marks for either of you. We go on to the point in the programme where I uh, introduce the round that's played at the very end of the programme in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the astronauts' ball. On to round three, and we have sound charades. One team has to guess the title of a book, play, or film, or whatever, from the noises made by a member of the opposing team. The audience can help here, in fact, by applauding when they're getting warmer and by uh, not applauding when they're getting colder. <laughs> Tim and Bill, it's your turn to do the uh, charade, and Barry and Graham, your turn to guess it. While our mystery voice tells those of you at home uh, what the answer is, <laughs> and it's cold it. Here it is for our studio audience. Cold it. Not that dirty. It's dirty, but not that dirty. Oh, yes, it is. (laughs) What is this? Is this a film or a a play? Well, in another sort of form it was a film, but this is actually a television series, which has been abbreviated. Mm. And there's one word, and Tim will perform the whole thing, (laughs) the whole thing, by himself. In drag. (laughs) Ready? Yeah. Important clip. My bosom's a freezing. 
it's obviously, obviously nothing to do with prisoners of war. So <laughs> <laughs> start that immediately. It's um, something to do with Percy Edwards, probably. No. <laughs> Close. Um, well, I'm not saying it. I have no idea at all. I'll just have to guess, I suppose. It's a cold it story, I suppose. <laughs> I don't understand that one. No, I don't. I don't understand that one at all. No. no. It's actually Tell gone me. with the wind. Tim and Bill are now... Tim and Bill are now marginally in the lead, but we have another round of shrubs. So, Raymond Barry, uh, is yours a film, a book, or a play, or what? Uh, this one is The Misprint of a well-known TV series. Tsars on Sunday. Tsars on Sunday. <laughs> okay, Graham and Barry, your charade, please. Here we go. Peter, you're great. <laughs> Ivan, you're terrible. <laughs> Don't be like that. Come and sit on this ice cream. <laughs> Russian. A cold ice cream. It was just ice cream. Cold. 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 Russian cold, cold. bottom. Someone. Yes, these Russian. <laughs> Russian on an ice cream. No. Oh. Russian on an ice cream. Graham, Graham, would you like to give them a small a small clue contained in the Peter, you're great, and Ivan, you're terrible. Think about that. Peter. Peter. Peter the Great. Peter the Great. Peter. The Russian Tsar. 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 How it becomes Tsar on Sunday, I do not know. Sunday. Sunday. I don't get that one. That took half an hour to get, so obviously Tim likes them. At this point in the game, Graham and Barry seem to have seven, and Tim and Bill seem to have five. We have a round now called Musical Story. In this round, Dave oh. B will play a tune, and one of you will start the story relating to the title of that song. Dave will then change the tune, and a member of the opposite team will take up the story, but fitting it to the new tune. Is that absolutely clear to you? Which order do we go in? Whichever order you care to go in. So we'll start with you as you raise the question, Dave. <laughs> and we go across oh, yeah. to Tim. Oh. And then to... Graham, Tim, Barry, Tim. Tim, Barry, Tim. Right. Wait <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, a minute, Holmes. Dave Lee, first tune. I can't give you anything but love, I said. I'm sorry, said the greengrocer. <laughs> but you owe me 18 pence for these bananas <laughs> And that's pretty cheap I said I can't give you anything but love I don't have 18 pence <laughs> Greengrocer looked me straight in the eyes and He was a tall man And he said You know Bananas are going up 
I didn't believe him. And then he showed me. So I left the greengrocer's shop and went over the road to the pub where I ordered a drink. And I said, hang on a minute, I'll be back for the drink in a moment because it's almost Tim's turn to take on the story. And the publican said, there's a place for us, round the back. And I said, I've just had that conversation with the green girl. I'll have a half a bitter. The publican, being upset by this request, said, you'll never drink in my pub again. And took me upstairs. Upstairs, he had a crystal ball. Downstairs, he had a right foot. He who enters here shall be ashamed, for ye have transgressed against the devil. <laughs> what am I talking about? <laughs> and I replied to him. And the reason um, I didn't lie to him, because he was well known in the neighborhood as Macklin Knight, and the pub was a mere front. Um, for the uh, back of the pub, and I thought, <laughs> I thought I will not uh, bandy words or even legs with this fierce uh, publican who has concealed on his person this knife which I saw protruding from his apron. So I left the pub immediately and decided, after the sordid incident, the greengrocer and the rather trying experience in the pub, I should head for the open fields and get a breath of fresh air. So I did, in fact. Uh, head for the open road and found myself upon the highway striding along with my kit on my back. I made it get off. And uh, <laughs> looking up, I saw a signpost. My <laughs> signpost said, this way to Georgia. So, it's accurate, it's not funny, but it's accurate. <laughs> so, striding manfully onward, I set off along the road to Georgia, which was due south, and fell into the English Channel. Yes. <laughs> Whereupon I drowned. <laughs> Not a moment too soon. Gentlemen of taste. Well, for reaching the end of the story first, that puts Tim and Bill in the lead with 50. <laughs> <laughs> because they're always beefing about the score. Graham and Barry, who are pretty easy about the way things go, I'll, I'll leave them still with seven. It's no problem. Well, not that easy. <laughs> We've gone to a round now called cross-examination. In this round, oh. members of one team stand accused of a foul and... the word I can't pronounce here, but it's a foul and horrible crime. The other team cross-examined in the role of prosecuting counsel. Now, we'll start now. You were in the dock, Tim and Bill. You were discovered upon private premises in Neesden, <laughs> both riding a dromedary, which was in disguise, and Bill was holding a signed photograph of Val Dunican. As always. Graham and Barry, you're the prosecuting counsel. Will you start to cross-examine? Mr. Roddy, you stand acute. <laughs> so you're riding a dromedary in disguise. Would you care to enlarge upon it? Yeah. <laughs> no answer to that. No. <laughs> no? 
hand you over to my colleague, who's a respected QC. So I've heard. <laughs> I'm not the one to point the finger. I, um... Uh, Did I point the finger? You point right. the finger. It's your turn this week. Now we turn to Brooke Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Why Neesden, sir? Why Neesden? Why not, sir? I report. Neesden? <laughs> I do beg your pardon, sir. Yeah. I've just reported. That's <laughs> absorbing. Stop it. Neeson is, uh, one Neeson, you are. <laughs> and I reply, quickly, because that is where the dromedaries hang out. <laughs> and wanting to disguise the dromedary, or what has been disguised as the dromedary, not admitting anything, Neeson was the logical place to take the tank. I didn't say tank! <laughs> Mr. Rook Taylor, what were these private premises we've heard about? All <laughs> private premises! He's <laughs> outside with corporal punishment. What were they? <laughs> Standing next door to Major Jump. What was the private premises? The private premises was uh, was were were were, they, were we were holding a meeting of the uh, the uh, Neeson uh, Dramatic Club. Ah. Uh, Have you a final question, Graham? No. <laughs> Uh, we're leaving now to the audience to judge whether uh, Tim and Bill were guilty. Will you, give you, will you decide by your applause whether you think that they gave a rational explanation for what they were alleged to have done? No. It's quite obvious that bribery has been a Anyway, now, Graham and Barry, you've got to talk yourself out of this uh, situation. Ready? You were riding bicycles along the third floor, the third floor of New Scotland Yard. <laughs> Graham was seen to menace a filing clerk with a bunch of radishes. <laughs> and Barry was holding three blondes and an apprentice gas fitter. It's not an apprentice. You ready? Will you start your cross-examination now, please? Guilty! <laughs> Next Thank round. you, Bill. Thank you for the You don't really want to think I'm not accepting that for you, Guilty. Oh, dear. Oh, what a pity. Mr. Cryer, I come to the problem of the three blondes and No the... problem. No problem. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Cryer. I shall now leave the court. <laughs> <laughs> come back, Beryl. <laughs> um... Mr. Squire, I put it to you that uh, this um, object you were riding on the third floor of Scotland Yard, you say it was a bicycle. Was a bicycle. And is it true that these bicycles have, um, in fact, on their handlebars, something that goes... Uh, ding, 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 ding. I, I, I wouldn't deny um, that. I, as a man in public life, I can't deny that I have something on the... You have got... My heart's got... On the handlebars of your bicycle, um, you have a ding-a-ling. Yes. <laughs> that is what you're talking us to believe as you ride along. I'm not a young man, sir. Pity. <laughs> your ding-a-ling is on the front handlebars of the bicycle. <laughs> May I say it's been hanging over his head for a long time. <laughs> the audience has been following that cross-examination uh, with intense interest, which is more than, more than I can say myself, and therefore I'm going to hand over to them once again to signify by their applause anything they like, really. <laughs> oh! Tim and Bill have 54, Graham and Barry have 33, which makes a total of 87. 
Now we have the Calypso round. Oh. This is a round which everybody knows by now. This is the round when each team has to improvise a Calypso with the uh, members of the team taking alternate lines. And assistance is provided by Dave Lee at the piano. And one team gives the subject to the other team. So we'll start with uh, Tim and Bill singing the Calypso. No, and Graham and Barry, will you give them subject for their Calypso, please? Yes, it's the Alice Cooper Calypso. <laughs> and the well. Alice Cooper Calypso. I met Alice Cooper the other day. She was in the family way. Don't be ridiculous. She is a he. Oh, in that case, Alice, get off of my knee. <laughs> Certainly. Right. Tim and Bill, they're such a good boxer. Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant. Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I ordered noodle soup, and you know what they say. <laughs> they don't. It's an aphrodisiac, but then I found. <laughs> I couldn't drink the soup till the noodles lay down. <laughs> Don't understand that one, either. <laughs> He's got the dead noodle, you know. Yeah. Well, with that round, Tim and Bill leapt into the lead with 55, <laughs> and Graham and Barry are hot on their heels with 57. Now we have <laughs> a round called Adlib Poem. No. The teams are going to make up a poem. Each team member must keep going until I press the buzzer. Which is that. And then a member of the opposing team must take over. This goes on until either the natural artistic conclusion is reached, in my judgment, or until uh, none of us in the studio here can stand it any longer. <laughs> the first line of your poem... And we're going to ask uh, Graham Garden to start this one off. First round of your poem is, My love, she is a handsome lass, and Herbert is her name. <laughs> My love, she is a handsome lass, and Herbert is her name. She's not a lot to look at, but you must admit she's gay. <laughs> <laughs> she lives in Billy Ricky. <laughs> Where she makes apple pies. Tim, there's not a lot of truth in this. In fact, it's a pack of lies. I'd rather tell you someone else. <laughs> someone else, I'll tell. About this witch that lived in woods and used to cast a spell. It was a spell that did involve. Frogs, newts, toads, and cuddly pools. <laughs> um, you've probably heard 
fell of her. <laughs> My name is Gudley. Scudley Bruce. Scudley Bruce is her name. I know because I have heard that she. <laughs> that wily Mrs. Scudley can change into a bird. Jeez. Comes cock crow in the morning light. She jumps up on a perch. Her <laughs> beady eyes from right to left. <laughs> she looks towards the church. Towards the church, she looks. <laughs> Tim Bird, who's name is Scudley Pools. And if you've never seen her, then you must be right fools. Because most mornings, <laughs> when the sun is in the sky, I know. <laughs> The scabby pools, the bird, are flying round the church will go. It isn't getting very far, but at least it rhymes. <laughs> and very soon I'm hoping that there will come some times when we will not have to do this silly type of thing. In fact, I'm rather hoping that the chairman's bell will ring. <laughs> and no. in the meantime... <laughs> Scadry pools. In the meantime, scadry pools. Gone off drinking sherbet. It's all a load of rugged. Who said that? It's me, Herbert. <laughs> well, a, a natural artistic conclusion was definitely reached there. At what point, I'm not absolutely certain. But we go on now to the point in the program where the teams give their arrivals for the astronauts ball and you have plenty of time to think these up so <laughs> let's have them now let's have them now please i think Larry and uh oh, graham yes, wants Graham and bill will you start <laughs> <laughs> mr and mrs starting at the right point mr and mrs Chingpad and their son lawn Chingpad. lawn lawn green yes lawn green mr and mrs have lift off and their diminutive son, we have left off. <laughs> Funny you should mention him, because following in closely after them is Mr. and Mrs. Seconds to Blast Off, <laughs> and their Scottish son, Type Seconds to Blast Off. <laughs> Not to mention <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Na Module, and their son, Lou. <laughs> All the way from Africa, Mr. and Mrs. In Control, and their Russian-born son, Misha In Control. <laughs> Not to be at all confused <laughs> with Mr. and Mrs. In Control Houston, <laughs> and their effeminate son from France, Miss Young Control Houston. Oh, Mr. and Mrs. Zero, and all their children, ten, nine, eight, seven. <laughs> And please give a good welcome, because they need it. <laughs> to Mr. and Mrs. Eggs. <laughs> and their son, who's sat on ten and broken them all. We've got it. we have your indulgence, please. <laughs> For Mr. and Mrs. Pticle Orbit. <laughs> and their daughter, Ellie Pticle Orbit. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Cohen and their Jewish and proud of its son, Nose Cohen. <laughs> and a little 
your sympathy, if you will, for Mr. and Mrs. Down Proceeding According to Schedule and their titled son, Count Down Proceeding. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Oh. and Mrs. Ness and their daughter, who works in a Chinese restaurant, Waitress Ness. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Royd Belt and their daughter, Esther Royd Belt. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Locke and their cousin from Germany, Herr Locke. <laughs> At this point... Followed by oh. <laughs> racing in a nice collection of stars. Stars. I mean, we've had that one, haven't we? Mr. and Mrs. Dromeda and their daughter, Andromeda. And their pets, the great bear, and their dog star. Oh. At this point, Mr. and Mrs. Satellite and their cousin over here from America, Earl E. Bird Satellite. <laughs> that would have been Mr. and Mrs. Bird Satellite, but never mind. Go on, Scores absolutely dead heat. It's tremendously exciting. Oh. <laughs> in that case, in that case, limping in, <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mkanaus. Do you know the Mkanaus? <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Mkanaus and their daughter, Marsha Mkanaus. Oh. And that gives the lead this week <laughs> to Tim and Bill, so it's congratulations to Graham and Barry. <laughs> Back again next week. Goodbye.